Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Morning, church. Morning. Hello. Hey. Hello again. Morning. Hello again. Um, you were going to hear from five people this morning, just when you thought it couldn't get any wilder at church. Um, so we've got five people from our young adults group. We call it a ministry, but it's a demographic um, so I would like everyone to introduce themselves because maybe you haven't met them before. You go, Callum. Hi, I'm Callum. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice what to else? meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm creative team leader, just in case anyone needs to know that and you haven't met me before. <clears throat> nice. Play drums. Nice. I'm COVID warden. <laughs> Amen. You don't need to know my name. Business. Xbox. I'm Chelsea Taylor, and I'm here to share this morning with you. (laughs) I'm Lily. I'm usually on the keys, so you might recognise me from there. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. I'm Bethany. And we love Bethany. If you missed lyrics with Bethany in a previous church live stream, just go looking for it because you won't be disappointed. (laughs) It is so interactive and fun for the whole family. Um, This morning, we wanted to talk to you, church, about family. And I feel like this is a topic that usually gets spoken about by older people that are maybe mums and dads or grandmas and grandpas or aunts and uncles, but we are neither of those things. Um, But we, we wanted to talk today about the fruit of family because that's what we are. And we're the fruit of spiritual family and faith family and constitutional family brought together. Um, And we wanted to speak about what happens when family is done well and speak about it from a kid perspective. Um, Because I don't know about you guys. Callum's the only one here that's married. um, But do you still feel like a kid? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I still feel like a kid. Do you guys still feel like like I'm a kid? Yeah. (laughs) So let's start today about speaking about what was one of your favourite things about childhood? <laughs> Carefree holidays. Oh, you amen. You just rocked up and everything was prepared. Oh, done. yeah. You didn't have to book. You didn't have to pay. No. Nah. It was just like, we're going away. <laughs> you probably didn't even have to pack your bag. Didn't even have to pack nah. my bag. Mum did that. And I if I packed it, it was just bad. Just even a carefree life. Like, yeah. I... I didn't care, like I just rocked up to holidays, but I also just rocked up to life. Yeah. And there was always Every something day. fun to do, someone to take me to school, someone to let me do this. And yeah. Yeah, just that carefree, like no, yeah, I just didn't realise there were, not boundaries, that's <laughs> not the word, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. there were no restrictions on fun. Like I could do anything that my heart desired. Yeah. Mm. Which I guess is still true as an adult, but. <laughs> you just have to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say the same. Yep. Childhood was lots of fun. So is adulthood, but yeah, different kind of fun. Yeah, no cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably metabolism. <laughs> um, I haven't even thought about my, what my answer was. I was just looking forward to all of yours. I think. Okay, one of the things that springs to my mind, which is really specific, was pretending to fall asleep in the car yes. so that you could get yes. carried inside. Yeah. 
That was one of my absolute favorite things about childhood. And dad would usually fully buy it. Like he knew I was faking, but he would still carry me inside. So that stopped you, working for me by the age of like five. I just wake <laughs> up in the car the next morning. All right. <laughs> Let myself in. <laughs> That's false. Don't. My parents are great. He was never left in a car. Ever. So, so family is great. Family is fun. Um, but I think it's, a, it's like normal around Christmas time for us to reflect on family um, because it's, it's a time hopefully a family is coming together. Um, but yeah, I guess we just want to talk about the, the good aspects of family. And I guess I want to start today by saying that family is something that God created. And so it's hard to sustain it without him. And I think there's a lot of fracture in family today because it's something that God made. We didn't make it up. He designed it. He formed it. He made it so that biologically family can happen and produce. And so if you find that there's struggles within your family, I want to encourage you to ask God to enter it. And you are, you are the one, you are the gateway for God to be able to enter your family. And um, there's a scripture that says where there's unity, God commands a blessing and how about, how about we change our mindset that unity can start with one person. And so you can say, I, I declare unity in my family. And so God, I invite your blessing on this family over these people. And so I don't, I don't understand your family situation. And, and it might be so complex and, and decades of, of pain or, or struggle or, um, and just growing apart, but it's amazing what God can bring together and what God can heal and what he can do beyond what we can yeah. do. So, yeah. I don't have any questions for you guys. So just jump in whenever you want to say something. I feel like my dad. <laughs> What's something that you guys have learned from family that you think reflects the heart of God? Um, I would say I grew up in a really loving Christian family and that stemmed all the way back to my grandparents and so that generational um, faith that was passed down um, and that was fostered in my family is just so special and so um, so like obviously massive in my life like if I didn't have that like who knows where I would be so it's just wonderful that faith was passed down so well through my family mm. when Chell sent through the message saying that we would talk about family and generations and legacy I um the first three thing that sprung to mind was um my nana and papa so they were farmers in South Australia um and then papa was a pastor as well and they lived out in rural areas, so he would often pastor just little churches. And um, Nana would spend her time helping him on the farm um, and in the house. And she had lots of time at home, and so she would just pray all day, every day. Um, like, literally the definition of prayer without ceasing. Um, and she would pray for us grandkids. As soon as we were born, she would pray for our futures. So she wouldn't pray for us. Oh, I'm sure she maybe did, but she wouldn't just pray for us as children to keep us safe and for us to grow and whatever she prayed for us well into our futures that we would um that we would marry that we would make families of our own like she well and truly prayed into our futures which is just so amazing because she ended up passing away really suddenly when I was five so I didn't then have that for the rest of my 
childhood, but she sowed those seeds in those first few years of my life. And I just think that that is something so powerful and something that was given to her from the Holy Spirit to pray for your grandkids' futures. Um, And yeah, I just, I find that so touching and so, like, I feel so blessed that I had grandparents that um, sowed that time into me. That's oh, fine. no, hold oh, on. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I don't mean to be so aggressive. <laughs> no, but go for it. Go. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, go. I had, there's another thought that then goes along with that was, sorry. I feel no, really no, go. I want to hear it. <laughs> Chelsea told me to cut people off. <laughs> um, no, I just wanted to read a scripture that goes with that thought. So it was 1 Peter 4.10. So each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And I was thinking about how um, in one season of life, you might have a calling or um, a gifting. And as you grow and as you mature and um, as generations move through the church, that um, call on your life or that um, gifting may change. And like for my nana, that was her gifting was that she had time to then pray for the young people. So yeah, I just wanted that to be an encouragement to all generations in our church that um, yeah, everyone has a place and everyone has a purpose um, and a gifting that they can give to the church and give to um, God's people. Yeah. Sorry, now I'm no, done. No, that's good. Thing. Good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I come from a different kind of family situation. Um, my parents are separated and I've got step-parents, step-siblings. It's kind of a big blended family. Um, and at this point... The only people following Jesus in my family is myself and my dad in my immediate family. So um, I guess in the natural, like the legacy left for me was one of divorce because before my mum, there was my nan who separated and um, I was kind of wondering whether I had much to say on this topic, but I realised I did. Yes, I very much do. Yeah, I want to just encourage you guys that regardless of what family situation you come from, uh, we're a new creation in Christ. We've been brought into God's family and um, we have a new legacy that Jesus left for us. That's how much he values us, that he brought us into his family. He made us brand new and God sees us as one with Christ. He doesn't see us for what we've done. He doesn't see us for what has been in the past. So um, we actually get now what Jesus deserved which is absolute favour and love and, and everything that Jesus deserved because he took what we deserved on the cross. So, yeah, you have a new legacy in Jesus. That is so exciting. So, and you get to define the next generation. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Amen. That's good, Let her preach. Oh, yeah. Um, Beth just reminded me. Um, yeah, I... It's really common for people to experience this difficulty with Father God if they had um, a difficult relationship with their own dad. But um, Jesus did say while he was here on earth, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we don't look at our earthly parents to come to the Father. We look at Jesus alone. Jesus was the express image of God here on earth. We don't look at any other person except for Jesus if we want to know what God, Father God is like. Yeah. Yes. Love it. So, so good. Just quickly on that topic of the Father God. Like, I, ha- I have a good dad. Um, but I know that if my understanding of the Father God of heaven relied completely on my dad. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I'd have a narrow mindset on what God, on who God is. Um, and I think that he's only this way and he only responds in this way. But we have to invite him to speak to us and we have to invite the Holy Spirit to show us that God is broader than our own dad. And um, the truth is we all have a dad here on earth, but we all have a dad in, fa- in, in heaven. We all have a father in heaven. And yeah, if you, if, you, if you struggle to understand who Father God is and you can't, you know, it's a, it's a wrestle topic for you, invite the Holy Spirit to speak into that and, and be like, I don't get it. I don't understand how he could be like this or is he only like this? Show me more. Is my understanding of this limited? Because I want to know who he is and I want to see his grandness and I want to be in awe of him. And if you've never been in love or obsessed with anything in your life, let it be God. <laughs> let he be the first thing that obsesses your thoughts that you can't get your mind off. Because without him, we can't do family because he's our, our head. He's, you know, his unity, his, his love. And without those things, family can't be sustained and can't exist. So, I heard yesterday that if you're not completely captivated by Jesus, then you're not seeing him as he is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And not, to, not for that to be a condemnation, but an invitation. Yeah, yeah an invitation. You're not, see, yeah. you're not seeing the whole thing. You stopped the movie before the ending. Yeah. So it's incomplete. <laughs> Keep watching. I've just been so... Um uh, touched um, just by church family uh, and just realizing how important church is and and uh, having a church family that you you see on a Sunday or throughout the week and just all of you guys here and um, yeah last week um, I was yeah we were just um, pray, praying for Wayne last week and um, I just got so emotional because I was just thinking about um, how choices that um, church family have made in my life have just changed my life just so much. And, um, yeah, just having, uh, just having that uh, relationship with um, other older um, members of the church, mentors you can call fathers, for example. And, uh, yeah, just, just having all those different examples that just each reflect um, an aspect of God in my life and uh, growing up in youth group and having uh, those uh, youth pastors as my, um, uh, how would you put it, Hev- role models? I was going to say heavenly parents. But <laughs> I <like> yeah. better. <laughs> but just how, just how um, I just felt, yeah, just so overwhelmed because uh, we have a chance to pray for each other and we have a chance to talk to each other and encourage each other and there's just an unlimited resource of people here to, to do that with and and um yeah. Jesus, I could never I could never be someone to speak against the church. I'm just so uh touched by it and um I just thank God every day because my faith has just been so encouraged by um leaders and just old people in the church. Yeah. Yeah, just not old. There's people contesting the word old <laughs> in the crowd right now. <laughs> wise. Sorry, wise. Wise and mature. I'm sorry, wise. Upstanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially especially if um if you come from a family where there hasn't been a lot of faith leaders before you then 
And that's what you get when you come to church and you are welcomed into the family and you are immediately given wise counsel and uh, mentors and Mm. yeah. Oh, just it's the legacy of the church yeah, that we get to exactly. become yeah. a part of. Yeah. 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 Thank you. That just got me thinking about, you know, when when you want to speak something over someone or invest into someone in, in words or an encouragement or something. I just want to like, it's so important that we don't forget how how direct the Holy Spirit can be with us sometimes. If you have a prompting to say something to someone, so often we can be like, oh, I don't really want to. Like, oh, well, I'm not speaking for everyone here. There's definitely some very Holy Spirit-led people in this church. But, you know, for me, sometimes I feel like I'm not adequate enough to speak into someone's life or something. Yeah, like, like it's out of season or they don't want to hear from me. But I think it's important that we remind ourselves that the, the person that we see in someone else isn't always you know, them 100%. There's a, there's a thousand different versions of that person that exists. The person that they see, the person that you see, the person that Bethany, Lily, like, there's so many. And just because you don't think something's in season or something's right for that time doesn't mean that it isn't. And I think it's important that when we feel led by the Holy Spirit to, to speak something into someone's life, I think we just need to do it. And um, I was just, I was strolling, scrolling through my phone yesterday trying to find a funny picture that I knew was somewhere and I stumbled across a, a message that I got years ago from one of my mates and I was like, I read it then and there and it hit me so hard and I was just like, wow, it's funny because when, when he said that to me the first time it meant something but right now I think this is now in season now and I, it's no chance that I just stumble back upon this. I called him up and we had a chat and it was great, but, and just, it opened a door for both of us in that moment. I'm just so glad that he took that step to message me, you know, four years ago. And then God put in the, the moment where I was looking for a random photo in my phone and then it brought us back together. We hadn't spoken in like a year, so it was so good. Um, but yeah, for, for everyone, whether you're old, young, we're all led by the same Holy Spirit and he knows each, each and every one of us deeply and, and he knows what we need to need to hear he knows the encouragement and the direction that we need so i think it's important that we're fluent with our communication with one another and with the holy spirit mm. sorry if that's off topic but no it's good i think it's on i had a feeling today might go like deep and wide <laughs> because it's a it's such a beautifully large topic and when we're talking about um biological family church family and the family of you know god himself of the Trinity, then there's so much in it that we could explore and talk about. So I'm sure that what we share today, I hope you go and ponder on um, from today onwards and you explore your own and you, you know, delve deep into his word. I just wanted to read one scripture from Ephesians 1. It talks about God's family. Um, Ephesians 1, 4. Even before he made the world... God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Let that sink in. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. 
He's so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. And what jumps out to me so much is um, that God loved us and chose us. And so maybe you've got a family that makes you question whether you're loved or whether you're worthy of love. And God made you loved. It's unquestionable. It's who you are. Your identity is loved. It's in every fiber of your being. You're loved. It's proof that you're loved. Your blood is in you, pulsing through your veins, and you're loved. You've got bones holding you together, and you're loved. Because you knit it all together in your mother's womb, and you're loved. And so it's unquestionable. Don't let anyone else lie to that truth that you are loved and whether people that were meant to love you have failed you in that area, you are loved. And now we get to love and this is how we become like Christ. It isn't in seeking his love that we become like him. It's in loving back, in, in letting that love fill us so that it can be an overflow. So it's like we are saved and we, we come into the, that revelation that we're loved. And then through God working through us, I hope this is making sense. So we're loved, we're, we're established in that love. And then our, our journey onwards in faith is learning then how to love like that. Learn how to love in the way that he loves us. And yeah, so I, I, I don't know, if you find yourself on that journey, maybe it's something deep within you that you haven't realize like am I am I loved do people actually like me do people actually enjoy my presence do people actually want me in their lives let God speak into that area of the fact that you were loved and you were chosen and yeah you're going to find life in in loving and loving those around you especially the ones that are hard to love that'd be a little challenge (laughs) yeah and just adding on to that you're not loved because you feel loved you're loved because that's who God is and he doesn't ever change. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. And yeah, um, that was something I personally have really struggled with, um, like living by feelings instead of by faith. And and so the days where I wake up and I just feel so just blah, for lack of a better word, (laughs) and, and God just feels really far away. But his word is the ultimate truth and his word constantly testifies of his love for us and yeah um and also just adding on as well I think um there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus so um I just yeah if you woke up this morning and you have breath in your lungs then it means his mercies are still new and it's another chance to just um start yeah a new legacy even if you've been living a certain way um you woke up this morning and his love is just around you because you're still breathing like he still wants you to succeed he's still with you he's still for you yeah um do you want to share yeah I was going to yeah so um oh gosh now I don't know how to start yeah so um (laughs) Peter in the bible one of Jesus's best friends and that walked life with Jesus and was there constantly he then once Jesus died denied him three times. So someone that was so close and so loved and so um, on the path with Jesus then could still deny Jesus three times and yet still is forgiven and still is given grace. Um, And that just shows that 
Like, he could have just decided, oh, I've mucked up. Like, I've messed up. My legacy's gone. I'm nothing. But we can, we can change our legacies. We can, um, we can, like, there's grace. That's the whole point of grace. And that, um, he then went on to be, like, a great leader of the church and did some wonderful things um, for everyone and for um, the body of Christ. So, yeah, there's just that redemption and that, grace that's given to us and I just love that there's that um, uh, story in the Bible um, because it's just a reminder that we're not perfect and we are going to mess up um, but there's always redemption so yeah I found that super encouraging that our legacies are never just oh no like we can always be new again yeah praise God for that yeah do you boys have anything else that you want to add (laughs) <laughs> not right now just reflecting on what <laughs> Bethany said <laughs> wonderful um, I'd just love to take this opportunity because we're nearly out of time um, to thank everyone in this room and those that are watching for walking your faith walk um, and for leaving legacy not just for your own family but for the people that are around you and I just want to thank husbands for loving their wives and wives for devoting themselves to their husbands Thanks, mums and dads. Thanks, aunties and uncles and grandmas and grandpas. Thank you for showing us how to do this. Thank you for fighting the good fight. Thank you for pouring yourselves out and surrendering surrendering yourselves to this faith. Thank you so much because you're leading a path for us that we can now look and, and see people in the flesh and say, I know it can be done. I know that it, it's achievable. You know, I, you know, I might be struggling in an area and I can look to someone that's around me in this room and, and realize, you know what, they've been through it, so so can I. So thank you so much for the prayers that you've prayed and, and the fights that you've fought in, in hidden and in secret places. And we just want to thank you so much on behalf of all of the kids. <laughs> thank you so much for what you've poured out and and for what feels like hard work that never gets recognized or maybe you don't feel like there's fruit but we're proof that there's fruit and we just want to thank you so so much we are so grateful and we're so grateful to God for you for placing you around us thank you Thank you, men of the church, from us men, and the boys at the back. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just, I'm just reminded of, like, our, our bros fast breakfast, and and, uh, and there's other times where we get to listen to your stories and stuff, and it's it's just such an encouragement to us that, you know how boys are, we can stuff up really, really bad, <laughs> but um, <laughs> getting to hear, like, the your testimonies and, and um and you're just sharing to us just how how much Jesus is real to you and, and sharing with us how much um how important Jesus is to you and uh and that's just so encouraging to us young young guys. And I'm just I just get so reminded of um just uh older mentors in the church that have just had really um tough times in life and um but yet they still praise Jesus and yet they still declare his name and just just like Wayne <laughs> and I just 
And I've just never been more encouraged in my life and never more stirred on and spurred on to um, follow Jesus after listening to your testimonies. And yeah, thank you so much for just, yeah, just know, just know that your testimonies are so powerful to us. Yes. And we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't see all the, all the rest of your lives, and, but we get, to, we get to hear whatever you tell us. And what we want to hear and what we need to hear are your testimonies. So let's just be sharers of testimony and and that just like that just breaks chains in people's lives. Yeah. It's broken chains in my life and thank you so much. Yeah, I also want to say that a life lived for God is an incredible testimony because when I was um a teenager and I was getting kind of to the point where I had to decide which direction I wanted to go and whether to continue the way I was going with my friends who were starting to make some decisions that's probably going to leave them down, um, not the godly path or to continue on the godly path. And then having these older people in my life and seeing um, the way that they lived their life and seeing how good it was and seeing how um, the fruit of that, I... Um, yeah, I ended up deciding to f- choose that path instead. Um, and without that testimony, they weren't preaching at me. They weren't telling me that, you know, partying and drinking is wrong and you shouldn't go down that path. They were just living so, like, well, so joyful, so much peace in their life. Um, and they didn't have that that other side of life. And so, yeah, I've been able to choose that as well. And Man, I can just testify that is the best choice ever. Jesus is the best. <laughs> yeah. And I think And I think now like all of us up here are now super passionate about um, being those role models for the next generation. For those kids that are coming through, like we all work with young people, like whether it's the youth or the kids. And um, yeah, I just I get so excited that we get to then um, like, take what was sown into our lives and sow it into the younger ones that are coming up, and how um, so how how much of a privilege that is, um, and how much of a blessing it is that we then get to pass that knowledge on. I think that's what I love most about church is the generations and how it all functions. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's good. And please don't be discouraged if. If you see us up here declaring the goodness of God and, and just loving on Him if your kids aren't in church or if you're young, young adults or you're, yeah, if they're not here, it doesn't mean your testimony isn't good enough. It doesn't mean that Jesus' reach isn't far enough and His sacrifice isn't strong enough. If you're still here today and they're still wherever they are today, it means that God's still got a plan for them. So let's not be discouraged by that, but let's just remember that Jesus is a redemptive God and that he, his plan is for everyone to come to Him. So let's continue praying and declaring God's goodness over them. And if, like, come to us. We're passionate about young people. We're passionate about the next generation. So if you want to partner with someone in prayer and, and declaration, come catch one of us after church. Send us a message on any of those fancy social media networks that you probably don't know how to use. And, um, hey, I had to have a dig. Bethany doesn't message Bethany on them. Um, 
Beth refers to like me as um like you young guys, like as if she's she's way older. <laughs> yeah. Kids these days. <laughs> yeah. That's great, Callum. That's really yeah. <laughs> Beth stopped cool. using her microphone. She's oh, clocked sorry. off. Yeah, sorry, Callum. <laughs> no, but Callum, that was really well put. I was thinking it too, but I just love how you yeah. put that. Yeah. Well, I just want to finish by reading Hebrews 12, which I think just captures that so nicely. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this. We run this race by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people and then you won't become weary and give up. So I just love to finish by praying for all of us. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the families that you've placed us in. God, I thank you for the legacy that we get to share in and, um, and take advantage of and enjoy the fruit of. Thank you for the legacy that you've set for us. Thank you for the legacy that is set, has been set um, by those that have gone before us, Lord. I thank you for the path that we now get to walk, standing on the shoulders that have fought hard and, and fought the, the fight of faith. And Lord, I just pray blessing over families during this time, Lord. Thank you, Father, that, that you will help us to keep our eyes fixed on you, Jesus. And Lord, as we keep our eyes fixed on you, I thank you that you will continue to ride our faith and perfect our faith. Thank you, God, that you will give us the grace to love, that you'll give us the grace to have patience, the grace to to be compassionate and the grace to love people the way that you ask us to love people. Lord, I pray that love wouldn't become a hard thing or a tiresome thing, but it would become a joy knowing that we are sowing seed, knowing that we are sowing into actual lives, knowing that we are sowing into destinies and knowing that we are sowing into the kingdom of heaven. Lord, I thank you that we would be so mindful of what we sow and how we can reap such a good harvest because you are so kind, you are rich in mercy and you give us this grace that we now get to live fully in and enjoy. Thank you that the the days before us are good, not because of circumstance, but because of our God. And we just thank you, Jesus, for what you won for us on that cross, that we now get to enjoy freedom. So help us stay in that freedom in our minds, our bodies, our spirits and our souls, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your blessing just pouring out on us. Help us to not forget these words and these promises of you, Lord, but let us remember all your, all your benefits, Lord. Let it be always on our lips. Thank you, Jesus. And we just pray for all of this in your mighty name. Amen. Let it be awesome. Oh, what a day. What a day in church. Dad, did you want to come and say something? We have 49 seconds and we're going to finish on time. How exciting is that? Awesome. Thanks, Joel, for playing. Thank you, church, for joining in. And thank you, church, for being here today. We'll see you next week. We love you. Be blessed. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about services or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.